The following program is brought to you by Norma Johansson Ministries. Welcome to Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can with your host, Norma Johansson. Norma had no plans to write a book until God specifically called her to share God's healing power with anyone who has a broken heart. Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in and joining me today. My name is Norma Johansson, author of the book, Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. Today, we have a special program for you, our listeners. I'm honored to have with us Brian Rangi, the Director of Ministries here at KKHT 100.7. Brian is here with us to interview me to unfold how the book and radio came about. Please help me welcome Brian Rangi. Brian? Okay, my name is uh, Brian Rungi. I am the Director of Ministry Relations here at the Salem Media Group and 100.7 FM, The Word, KKHT. And today I am here with Norma Johansson to talk to her about her book, Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. And I have this little book in my hand right here. And so welcome, Norma. Well, thank you so much for having me, Brian. I really do appreciate you taking the time to speak to me. Um, my name is Norma Johansson. I am a, a native Houstonian, born and raised here in Houston. Um, I was raised in church. My mom was Catholic. My dad was Pentecostal. Monday through Friday, I went to Catholic school, attended Mass. And then on the weekends, we attended Dad's church, Pentecostal church. I sang the offering song with my dad. Um, I attended the universe, Kingdom University in Georgia and the Billy Graham uh, program in um, North Carolina. Um, I'm a committed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, thank you for having me. No, I am glad you are here. And I wanted you to know before we get into the interview that you can get Norma's book by going to Amazon and just look up Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. And I think I'm right about this, that it's available in Kindle and Audible audiobook. Correct. Okay. But it's also available in hardcover. Yes. So remember that you need to go to Amazon and look up Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. So you already actually gave me the first thing I was going to ask, which is a little bit of information about you. Is there anything else you want to tell to your, in your story before we get into talking about the book and why you wrote it and that stuff? Well, I'm just excited to be here because I get to share, um, you know, a little bit about myself and how the book came about. Okay. Uh, so how did the book come about? That's, that's what I think we want to know. Well, during the COVID pandemic lockdown, I was taking a prophetic class uh, with 30 students around the globe by Zoom. And um, three months into the class, um, usually the prophet teacher would open up in prayer. We do some praise songs. We go into the lessons and we close out uh, by doing Q&A and then close out in prayer. After three months, one day, instead of closing out, instead of doing the Q&A, prophet teacher kind of paused for about 10 minutes, he picked up his head and he looked at his computer screen at all of our faces back and forth. He stopped at my face and said, I just heard the Lord say, someone's going to be writing a book. And then he paused. He was very intentional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then he looked at his computer screen again. And then he looked at all of our faces and stopped at my face and said, yeah, someone's going to be writing a book. All right. And he closed us out in prayer. And that was that. And I thought, okay, so I'll get back to work. I got on my computer and I started to work and I couldn't shake his words out of my head. And I have a good relationship with my Heavenly Father. So I opened up Word and I said, 
Okay, Daddy God, if this is a book you want me to write, then you got to give me the title and what to write about. So I put my hands on the keyboard. I waited for about a minute, and then all of a sudden I heard the title, Overcome Heartbreak, Because You Can. I started typing Overcome Heartbreak before I could get to the Because You Can. Uh, the words of the 10 chapters started crashing down in my mind, so I typed as fast as I could. I saved the document, and then I was going to get up off my chair, and I was so compelled to sit down and start writing in chapter one. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, three and a half pages, I just wrote and I saved the document and I slumped down in my chair and I just, I was just overwhelmed with what had just happened. So you really had no intention of writing a book? No, zero. Zero intention. And that, that kind of then leads me into the next thing of, of God working in your life. You had no intention of doing radio. No, none at all. Zero. Okay. <laughs> I'd never done radio, never listened to radio, not, nothing to do with radio. So then the question, be- that begs the question, how did you end up doing a radio program after the book? Um, well, after the book, I did a couple of traditional book launches. I had helped a friend of mine. Uh, I was an editor for Shell, so I helped a friend of mine um, you know, edit her book. Okay. And then through that journey, we did a couple of book launches. She did some book signings. And then after I did my book, I thought, okay, so I'll do the traditional book launches and I'm done. Um, and I did them. And then I was at a work trip. I think I was in Boston. And all of a sudden, I heard the word radio loud and clear. And I thought, okay, is that me? Or is that you, Father God? Because I know that's not me. I didn't hear anything. So I just kept working. The next day, I heard the word radio again. Okay. And so I personally, I'm obedient. And so I dropped what I was doing. I go, okay, this is the second time I heard this word. I don't know what it means. So I'm going to call the radio station in Houston. The one that popped into my head was KSBJ. And through that phone call, I ended up, you know, with you guys at KKHT 100.7. And so I called you guys. I talked to you. You told me a little bit about the radio. I really wasn't comfortable with it, so I remember telling you, well, I'll get back with you, and it was right. it was a little bit before we actually got together and did the radio program, uh, but that's how I... Okay. So then before we get into talking a little bit more about the healing process, since you've started radio, I know you've been on a learning curve. Um, oh, yeah. Just kind of give me the cliff notes of what you learned since doing radio. Um, well, what I learned is radio, there's value in the media of reaching a lot more people than there is doing a book launch. Okay. So if I had to do it over again, I'd probably do the radio first. Oh, really? And, and then announce the book launch on the radio program. Uh, why? Just because of the people you reach doing yes. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm reaching more people. Yeah. The reason I'm, I'm asking you that is because I have another client who wrote a book. God led him to write a book about masculinity for men. And he's been doing it for a year now. And now he, I've been trying to say, teach your book. And he didn't want to teach his book. Um, But we just started. And so I think the combination of your story and a book and radio, but, you know, sometimes you don't always do things the way you might, the way you start is not always the way you would do it the next time. But hey, that's how God teaches us as we learn through those things. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I want to talk now about healing and the process of healing. Um, what are some of the most important steps in the process of healing? Because that's really what led you to this whole thing. 
is God working in your life and you getting healing. Exactly. Well, all the steps in the books are really important. But if I had to cherry pick, I'd probably check. I'd probably pick a step out of each of the four sets of of, of steps. Um, number one is self care. Okay. Focus on yourself. Um, that's the main key. But step one would be the thought life because in our thoughts, our emotions um, come from our thought life. Okay. So we would. I would say step one. Um, Thought process, what the Bible calls renewal of the mind. Okay. And replace all the negative thoughts, all the images of, you know, whatever happened to you that caused the broken heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just start there. And then step two, I would um, surround yourself with people that love and support you. A lot of times you have to separate from family and friends and may ask you questions you're not ready to answer because you don't even have the answer yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also get pastoral care counseling, licensed care counseling if you can. Um, get the prayer lines in all the time zones like I did because <laughs> you're gonna okay. need lots of prayer. Yeah. And um, I did, um, I listened to preachers and teachers of the word of God um, on my phone. Uh, on YouTube, and then I, of course I listen to worship music. So okay. just everything going into my mind to heal that, okay, my broken heart. Um, now, now you said something that's important to me. I'm a former pastor, and when I was active in the pastoral ministry, and, and I could see that somebody needed counseling and they needed more help in a particular area than I could give, I would say this, and I want you to comment on this, see what you think about this. I would say to someone, you know, I think you need to invo- be involved with a pastor throughout the counseling process. In other words, there's a spiritual component that you may not get from a regular counselor. Um, I'm gonna get you to the best counselor for whatever the issue is, but I think the pastoral part is essential. And I just wanted to ask, you mentioned that, did you find that you needed both a pastoral component and a counseling component to go towards your healing? Oh, absolutely, you need both. Okay. Uh, the pastoral is a spiritual part, and it's uh, based on the healing part is based on the Word of God, and then the uh, licensed pastor, licensed counselor is based on um, medicine, neuroscience, which is also important right. because our bodies, our brains. I mean, there's a lot of you know details to go into that, but yes, um, yes, and both okay. of them are much needed. Um, yeah. Okay, that that really excites me, and I know you're very involved in your church and so forth. And what I would say to people as they were going through counseling, I would say, look, I want to check back with you periodically to see how it's going. We'll pray about it. Um, And that always, those two things, the church community, pastoral counseling, and and then more specialized counseling were just powerful in people's lives. Yes, absolutely. So it sounds like you have experience about that. What would you say to someone who just got their heart broken? Definitely self-care and don't isolate yourself. Okay. And that's that's kind of like a human response. You want to stay at home and just, you know, whatever it is you do to make yourself feel comfortable, either eat, eat or drink and or smoke, any other th- things like that. That's You're going the wrong, the wrong direction. So, yes, get involved with a support group, pastoral care counseling, leaders of the church. Reach out to them and let them know, hey, I've been hurt and I need some help. Okay. Did you find that when you let people know that you were hurt, they would reach back to you? Yes. Okay, good. The leaders did. Okay. Yeah, because I 
figured I didn't need to uh, reach out to family and friends at that moment. That was not. Yeah. That's not their. That's not their expertise. They can't help me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in your case, family may not have been the right place to go, but in somebody else's case, it might be. And that's based on a each person's, you know, relationships and what Correct. they're Correct. Adjusted to your situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we do have trusted family and friends. For me, I just didn't want them asking questions I wasn't ready to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's really awesome that you got that, but I was noticing in our questions here, what would you say to someone who's been heartbreaking for maybe two years, three years, four years, because there are a lot of people that don't get help. So, so how, tell me about that. How, how, what do you do then? Well, there's two things going on there. And from what I hear from people from the radio station that have listened to the broadcast, read the book, come to the book launches, because I had a Q&A after the book launches, um, is forgiveness. People have not forgiven the person that hurt them. And they're still hanging on to the images, the, and it's become bitter. And okay. you can't, they're going the wrong way. You can't really, you can't really heal if you're still hanging on to hurt. You, you cannot grasp your healing if you're still hanging on to that hurt, to that pain. Yeah, and if you're still connected to that person unnecessary, checking on Facebook, yeah, it, there's a lot of things that could be going on there. Okay. Yeah, because someone asked me in one of my book launches, can I get, after the book launch, I had a Q&As, can I get healed in six months? And as I was gathering my thoughts, she goes, how about a year? I go, the answer to both of those questions is yes and no. You have to engage in your own healing. Yes, you can go to counseling. Yes, you can do the steps, but you have to pursue it. Okay. And I've outlined detailed steps on what that means. Yeah. And I want to stop here to just remind people that you can get overcome heartbreak because you can go to Amazon. And remember, it's available in Kindle. I'm right now trying to turn my books over to Kindle because I got too many books. And But you can also get it on Audible audiobook. I like to listen while I'm walking. And it's available in hardcover. So um I wanted to share something from my life, and you can react to this. This is not on our list, but I want your thoughts. I've had chronic illness issues for about 35 years. And years ago, I got to the point where I wanted to die. And this is a spiritual moment that I wanted to just share with you. One time, I lived in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. I was laying in bed after having had a sinus surgery, and I felt awful. And I remember in my mind, I said, you know, I just want to die. Immediately, a voice came into my head and said, you don't want to die, you want to live. Now, I believe to this day that was the Holy Spirit coming into my mind and, and literally correcting me. And I don't know if you've had any experiences like that, and I don't want to get into what's too personal, but I think through counseling, through work in the church, behind the whole thing is the Holy Spirit working in your healing that's where healing comes from, even though they're human agents. So if there's a comment you'd like to make. No, absolutely. The Holy Spirit was definitely speaking to you uh, when we accept, you know, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we're baptized in the Holy Ghost. He takes up residence in us. And the Bible clearly tells us that our spirit is intertwined with God's spirit. So even though our flesh, our mind, um, you know, it's a renewal of our minds. If it has not been renewed in that area that we're struggling, then the enemy can come in and put those thoughts that you were having. Mm -hmm. um, and But then the Holy Spirit is in us and it's more powerful. And he rose up in you and said, no, you don't want to die. You want to live. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and I will tell you this, I hang on to those words and I've had other things that have happened to me similarly um, at times where the Holy Spirit enters into your life and that's powerful. And those are then ways, things that you can remember that God is with you because, you know, until we get to heaven, we're going to have some issues to face even when we're healed. And those things, because we live in a broken, fallen world and new things come and you got to learn to deal with them. Yeah, the Bible clearly says many are the afflictions of, you know, of his children, us, that's us. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. See, we get a promise that, hey, there's a way of escape. Yeah. 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 Oh, huge. We don't get to stay in that pit. But yeah, we're going to face things because we are in a broken world. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why we've got to, you know, arm up in the world, in the word. So what did you find was one of the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome for your own healing? Well, the very next day, after the lies and the betrayal, um, the very next day, like you like you said, you had struggled. Mine was the next day when I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, it wasn't a bad dream. This really, this really did happen. And then mm-hmm. I had to face how to get up. How do you face that day when this big hurt and emptiness and void is there and your life looks so totally different than it did 48 hours ago? Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest challenge that I had to face. Okay. Um, how long did it take for God to heal your heart? You know, I get, I get asked that question a lot. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it until I wrote the book. After six months of waking up every day in Apollo tears, disgusted with just, you know, what was going on in my life. One day I just, I got up. I wasn't going to go to church. I got up put my clothes on, went, put my church clothes on and went to church. I sang in the choir and I, as, as I, we sang the last song, we sat down, they opened up in prayer and my pastor shared these words. That was the pivotal moment of my life. What happened to you does not define who you are. It's what happened to you. And right then and there in my spirit, I was like, wow, I was identifying what happened to me with my own identity. Oh, wow. And so when I went home that day after church, I ran to my uh, bed and I I jumped in the bed with my church clothes on and I pulled the covers over me. And I stayed there till I guess, 10 p.m. I don't remember. It was dark outside. But that was the last time that I really, really just cried in the pit of chaos and darkness and hurt and pain. I pulled the covers off of me and I said, why would I give someone so much control over me that I'm sitting here in this pit? Wow. And I got up and actually I got on my phone and I started to listen to preachers and preachers as the word of God. And that's where it started. So how, how long, how much time are we talking about here? So after the six months, that was a pivotal moment. And then from that point on, I would say about a year and a month, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And by that time, I had done the pastoral care counseling, the one-on-one counseling. Um, Mm -hmm. I had not done the support group, and that's what came next. Um, After I was completely healed, no triggers, no nothing, one day I woke up and I was struggling with isolation, which I I didn't have before. And I, you know, went into this church, and that's what, you know, when I walked in, uh, they had support groups there. When I joined the support group, um... I heard the stories and there was a connection and that healed the isolation because I felt, oh, I'm not the only one going through this. Did you find that even as you were going into a church community, 
you had to work through issues of maybe anxiety or anything like that? Or no, was it, not at all. Not at all. No. Okay, that's awesome. No. Yeah, because I do know that some people, especially now in this COVID time, um, I, I can just tell they're getting used to being with people again. And that and that's an important thing because I believe that God created us for community. Yes. Um, and I also believe this, even though I don't like the isolation that I see around us, we're going to have to learn to use technology, i.e. phones, computers, in some cases to reach into people's lives, draw them back into connection with people, if that makes sense. Exactly. No, God created us for fellowship. I find myself, because I work from home and then I also travel, but I find myself that I need that connection. And so when I go to um, my church, that's my connection. I have, we have life group on Zoom still, but we meet for lunch and we meet together. We make sure we gather together. So, yeah. Now, I know you sing in the choir. Yes. And is the choir a community? Yes, absolutely. Okay. What do you get out of uh, just a community from choir? I'm just interested in that. Uh, well, we just, um, friendships, fellowship. Um, you know, we have activities that we gather together. We, okay. have, um, we can volunteer. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't do too much of that because of my schedule, but yeah. Right. So. Right. So how does a person begin to love again and trust again after they've had their heart broken? Well, there's a big component. It's kind of hard to cover the book in 24 minutes, but there's right. a big component to it. The love of God, when there's a revelation of the love of God, that's the healing balm that heals the broken heart from the inside out. Okay. Besides, besides the thought renewal, besides all the other steps. Once we get a revelation of God's love for us, then we are a standalone that God is a, God's love and God's presence is enough for us. And wow. our identity is in him. That is so good. Um, I hadn't really thought about asking this question, but if somebody needs a revelation from God and doesn't know how to get it, what do you do? Yes, the Holy Spirit to okay. help you. The Holy Spirit is, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Right. For everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that because... There are times when I'm in a situation either business-wise or health-wise or person with a, with a person. I just literally have to stop and say, Holy Spirit, what do I do next? And I cannot believe the number of times that a thought will come into my mind that, that I didn't have. And that's the Holy Spirit entering into your life to, to give you that thing. Oh, yeah. The Holy Spirit's a filter for me, for all of us, if we allow him to. But once, once you allow that revelation of God's love, you get this peace and a confident assurance, and you will know. Okay. That is, that is so good. We are coming close to the end of our time here, but here's what I wanted to do. Um, there are people listening who are in need of healing. And so what I would like to do in about the last uh, 30 seconds, would you be willing to pray? and ask the Lord to heal somebody who needs it who's listening right now. Yes, absolutely. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we just lift up every person that is listening, Father God, every person that needs healing. You know who they are, Father God. Nothing is hidden from you, Father God. You're the glory and the lifter of their head, Lord God. You've already mended their broken hearts, Father God. And we just release the angels, the ministering spirits over them, Father God. And we ask that you touch their hearts, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we invite you into every situation and that you 
you would touch those hearts and you would pour your love fresh and anew, a revelation of your love, Father God, in every broken heart, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that you've already mended those broken hearts. And Father, I pray that you remove people in their lives that don't need to be removed, Father God, and bring forth born-again believers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Norma. And remember, overcome heartbreak because you can. You've been listening to Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can, brought to you by Norma Johansson Ministries. You can get a copy of the book in hardback, paperback, Kindle, or audio on Amazon to follow along with the study series based on the book. If you're in need of prayer, please call our ministry prayer line at 832-795-1009. Leave us your prayer request. Join us again next Sunday at 2.30 p.m. here at FM 100.7 KKHT. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Ephesians 320 Texas LLC. Ephesians 320 is an online business with products for family and friends. Over 12 years in business, Ephesians 320 provides many products for everyday living, from health products to children's toys. Visit the online store on Amazon now for an easy purchase and convenient delivery. If you'd like assistance with creating an account or placing your order, please call customer service at 1-866-216-1072.